Now, what would be the odds that that was happening again, that that wasn't a new report? Was that a new report or an old report? That's what I'm asking. Is it a new report or an old report? Is that a new report? Well, we don't know. When a seasoned sports fan teams up with a millennial, opinions may vary, but the debates assuredly won't disappoint. Check your sources. It's New Report, Old Report. Here's your hosts, John Lund and Al Renato. Well, Al, another exciting week in athletics. Major League Baseball, we had our first ever no walk, no hit batsman, no error, no hitter. You can't predict baseball, Susan, as a famous voice has once said. In the NBA, these games are finally starting to matter, and our favorite team, the Los Angeles Lakers, might be in a little trouble regarding the postseason. But as we know with this show, nothing circles the wagons quite like the National Football League, and nothing has circled the wagons with more speed since we last spoke the night of the first round of the NFL draft than Aaron Rodgers, because on that day it was reported that Aaron Rodgers is unhappy with the green Bay Packers organization and he wants out. So then where's he going to go? Who's going to be the team? Why is he going to go? Should he go? Everyone has weighed in. Everyone has opinions. Everyone needs to be at the center of this story and make it their own. And nothing can actually happen with the story until June 1st. But it's been the story for a week. So are you sick of Aaron Rodgers? Before we start getting into the specifics, I'm going to have it out with a certain media journalist about how he reported the whole thing and blew it out of proportion for whatever reason. But why, why is this a story? What are we doing? Why are we starting off the show again with Aaron Rodgers? This is a brilliant quarterback. This is an all-time quarterback. But this is a player who I truly believe has been walking around with a chip on his shoulder, on his shoulder since the day he was drafted. Because remember, The Green Bay Packers stole Aaron Rodgers. We watched him in the green room as the picks went by and went by and went by when he was thought by many to be the best quarterback in the draft and expected to be a top five pick. And not only wasn't he a top five pick or a top 15 pick or a top 20 pick, or a top 25 pick. He finally, shockingly, plummeted and went to Green Bay at the end of the first round. Succeeded Brett Favre and has been there ever since. And every time there is some little bit of controversy, some little bit of discomfort, some little bit of Lack of meeting of the minds, issue with a coach, issue with a GM, issue with a dra- issue with a draft. Aaron Rodgers lets the world know that 
You disrespected me on drafting the entire league. I've showed the entire league and all the NFL that I should have been picked at the top of the draft. I'm one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I won a Super Bowl. And I've never from day one been given the respect I should get. I've never been treated from the day of the draft the way I should have been treated. And he is never going to let Green Bay and us forget it. He seizes every opportunity, every little sliver of daylight to get back at everybody, whether it's the league, whether it's the franchise, whether it's the fans, it doesn't matter. He's never going to let us forget that we're all on his hit list because we all missed the boat on how great he is. And when it comes time to an end game scenario or a play call or a player personnel decision, if it goes bad, Aaron Rodgers is going to make sure everybody knows. Wasn't me. I had nothing to do with it. Picked the wrong guy. Didn't draft the right guy. Wrong coach. Wrong call. Wrong GM. Not me, baby. Uh-uh. Remember, I'm the guy that you stole. I'm the guy who should have been long gone by the time you came. And look at what this guy is giving you. Great quarterback play. Forever. Still at the top of my game. Yeah, the unmitigated gall to, without even consulting me, go out and draft, move up in the draft, number one, and draft, I guess, somebody you thought could possibly replace me. Replace me. Uh, when? The only way he's going to replace me is if you get rid of me. Because I'm still so fucking good that this guy doesn't have a chance in hell of replacing me without the team dropping off into an abyss. You want to know why? Because I'm the MVP of the league. Just in case you forgot about it, let me go out and show you. Let me play great. And let me show you why the world should realize you're buffoons. Because you drafted, drafted a guy that nobody's ever heard of. Way too high. Traded up together to take him in a spot when nobody, nobody was going to take him. You could have stayed put, could have drafted me a wide receiver, take him in the second round. But no, 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 no. You had to tell the world it's time for us to look for a replacement for me. Just like the rest of the league thought I wasn't good enough to go at the top of the draft. I said, fuck you then. And I said, fuck you last year. Because you didn't think I could play at the high level. So you had to go out and look for somebody to replace me. You had to stretch to find a guy to replace me who you thought before his rookie contract would be up, would possibly be in a position to replace me and lead this team to 13 wins and lead this team to a conference championship and be an MVP or play MVP style football. Take a flying hike. Ain't happening. I'm still here. 
And oh, by the way, I'm never going to let you forget it. I'm never going to let anybody forget it. You hold the key because your ownership, well, you know what? I hold the key because I'm the player. I'm the MVP. I'm the one everybody looks to. I'm the one who takes the heat when we don't win. But you want to know what? <laughs> it isn't my fault. Called the wrong play. Didn't let me go for it. Didn't draft me an offensive line. Didn't draft me any more receivers. I'm dealing with bare bones stuff here. I'm turning chicken shit into chicken salad every year. But in the meantime, I just keep rolling on. And you don't do a damn thing. You roll on a GM, makes this moronic move. You bring in a new coach, because I got the old guy fired because he was a dope. Look how much better we did with this new guy. You really didn't let me go for it on fourth down. His fault, not mine. His fault, not mine. Then you want to go out and draft this guy instead of drafting my wide receiver. Let Jordy Nelson go. Let my offer, let my quarterbacks coach go. Didn't even ask me. What do you expect me to do? Every opportunity I got, I'm going to shove it up your ass. I've been showing the world since draft day. I'm going to keep on doing it. Whether it's here or whether it's in Denver, whether it's in Vegas or whatever else on this short list you trade me to. If you don't trade me, you want to know what? I'll go host the game show. Marry my hot girlfriend. Bang. Do State Farm commercials. I'm cool. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. That's what Aaron Rodgers does. Whether or not Aaron Rodgers gets his way, and I'm not quite sure what his way is. Because he has a wonderful way about him of leaving us unsure of what he wants. That's the way he is. He is a diva. He is unpredictable. He is maybe a little insecure, but he's also unique and extraordinary. Like I said the other day, this select few, in, in nowadays it, it, it's LeBron James, but it was also Kobe Bryant. It was Michael Jordan. It's Aaron Rodgers. Say Mike Trout in baseball. Whomever. The great. They, they're, they're not like us. They don't put their pants on the same way we do. They're Superman. They walk around with S's on their chest. The only thing that stops them is kryptonite. They are superhuman. They do things no one else on the planet can do, just like superheroes, because that's what they are. They're dudes. If we're smart enough, we can follow it and talk about it. We couldn't dream of doing what they do. They can fly. They can see through walls. They can leave tall buildings in a single bound. They're faster than speeding bullets. They are superhumans. We can only watch in wonder. And that's what we do. And then we try and figure it out. How come they're not like us? Because they're not like us. They're not normal. How can you expect them to be like that, do what they do, and be normal? It's a total contradiction. Complete, total, massive contradiction.
You can't be what they are and be normal. It's not consistent. It wouldn't and doesn't make sense. So we have to try and figure out what Aaron Rodgers wants to do based upon whatever the circumstance is in a situation with or without the Green Bay Packers, who never seem to be able to figure out what to do to please their quarterback or even appease their quarterback. Is he difficult? Sure. Maybe it would help if they had an owner. Like the New England Patriots, who when arguably the greatest coach of all time, tried to replace his quarterback with at least a guy that, you know, was thought pretty highly of. And the quarterback was taken aback. The owner stepped in and said, no, 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 no. I don't think so. Tommy stays. Jimmy G goes. Move him. But Green Bay doesn't have ownership. They don't have a Robert Kraft. They don't have a Jerry Jones. They don't have a George Steinbrenner. They don't have a Dr. Jerry Ross. They've got a bunch of people. Group. Massive amounts of owners. Who buy stock in the backers. Who's the voice? Mark Murphy? Who's the voice? The GM whose name I can't pronounce? Gutenkemp? Is that how it's pronounced? I was hoping you were going to know because I was going to struggle too. Okay. There's nobody to step in. I'd say my quarterback's not going fucking anywhere. What are you, nuts? This is, I think, as owner, an all-time top five quarterback. Worst case scenario, according to Alfred White Plains, he's a top 10 quarterback. He'd be a top five if he got that second Super Bowl, but there's never yet. So let's put the pieces around him to help him, to give him a little push. Let's draft a wide receiver. Let's draft a top flight offensive lineman. Better yet, let's draft two top flight offensive linemen. Let's draft two wide receivers. Let's spend a first round draft pick sometime in his career on an offensive playmaker. Let's give that a try. Just once. That as owner is what I might suggest. But remember, we don't have that owner. That is yet another problem that Aaron Rodgers has to deal with because there is not that guy in his corner. There is not ownership he can go to and say, boss, what else you want me to do? I'm busting my ass here. I appreciate you took the chance on me when others passed me by, wrongfully so, which I've proven to them. And I proved you right. I made you look great. And I've done everything I can for this franchise. He can't go to that guy and say, what the fuck's the GM doing? Can you like give him a little nudge? Get me a left tackle? Give me a new tight end? Give me a fancy wide receiver the first round. You have to do it every year. You know, every three, four years, every five, six years. Can you come to me before you fire my quarterback coach? I let my, my favorite wide receiver go. But there's nobody there. So it's the press. It's 
the quandary he leaves us in after he answers their questions with things like, I have no control. I have no say. We know we never know where we're going to wind up. Nothing is forever. So he sows the seeds of dissatisfaction. He sows in the seeds and feeds the dough and feeds the fodder. Then maybe, just maybe, my time here is up. And he leaves it for the press and people like Adam Schefter to compile information over a long time. And then on draft day, fill the room with disinformation. And I'll let you go forward with that. Wonderful. Our society craves drama and it craves knowing everything about celebrities and athletes and musicians and people at a higher tier than the common person. They need it. They have to have it. Tabloid magazines, the internet, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, wherever. It's the new report way of living, having to have the answers. And as we know, you're not going to find answers with Aaron Rodgers. He's an enigma on the field and off the field. It's incredible what he does as a quarterback and then stuff he does off the field that you hear about and not talking to his family for years after a little scuffle, a little tiff hosting jeopardy. What we have recently heard from this off season and things that he has said, comparing his GM, whose name we can't pronounce to bulls GM, Jerry Krause, which is an interesting comparison because as the old report of the show would remember, and the new report will remember, because he even he was alive for this, Jerry Krause built a six-time championship team with the Chicago Bulls. Hey, Aaron, if your GM is Jerry Krause, where's the other five titles, bro? Maybe not the best comparison to make. He was going for the fact that Michael Jordan didn't like this dude. A couple other people didn't like this dude. So Aaron Rodgers doesn't like his GM. Ignoring the fact that Jerry Krause built a pretty damn good dynasty twice. That's besides the point. Nobody knows Aaron Rodgers. He goes on weekly during the season with Pat McAfee. You still can't get a read from the dude. Pat McAfee can't tell you what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. AJ Hawk is former teammate. Can't tell you what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. John Kuhn goes on CBS radio with Zach Gelb who I used to produce for making headlines, national news. John Kuhn says he's 70, 75% sure Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers next year, but no one knows hundred percent about this guy. He hid his engagement from the public for weeks and months or years. However long it was. That's a perfect example. And there's nobody who loves this more than Aaron Rodgers. It's exactly what he wants because the world the world is on his list. It's as simple as that. Starting on draft day, 
in that room on his own with the camera watching every move as the picks came and went. And he sat in that room until the Packers finally took him. The world has been on his list. It's as simple as that. He never wants anybody to know what he's thinking. He never wants anybody to be caught up to him. He always wants to be one step ahead. He never wants you to know that he's comfortable, that he's happy. He never wants you to know what he's going to do next. Unpredictable? I don't think unpredictable. Unpredictable is somebody who doesn't know what they're going to do. It's calculated is what it is. It's calculated. Aaron Rodgers is just the opposite. He's he's coldly calculated. And he's not the first. LeBron James has been calculated in his decisions. To know. Derek Jeter was calculated in whom he dated off the field. He had a Hall of Fame lineup, batting one through nine. But you never he saw a picture was of never him out. that way with his franchise. No, he was he never left that it. way. He didn't do that with, with the Yankees. He lived to be a Yankee. He loved you know, Mr. Steinbrenner, Mr. Tory. Again, the relationships. See again, the relate. There aren't. There's no opportunity of a relationship with ownership. Right. Yes, there was a relationship with Mike McCarthy that went by the boards when he got dissatisfied with play calling and game planning, etc. But the comparison to LeBron James is not an awful one, except for the fact that, again, unlike LeBron James, Aaron Rodgers could have left. He doesn't have to keep signing new contracts. Right. And he you know, could have become LeBron, a free agent and left long ago. LeBron wins. And Aaron Rodgers obviously prefers throughout his career to stay in Green Bay and play for the Packers and play for those fans. Much harder to win the National Football League. You know that. Much harder to impact, even when you are the quarterback, uh, you still only play one side of the football. And you still are heavily dependent uh, on the rest of your offense, especially your offensive line. And yes, you touch the ball on every play. But LeBron James touches the ball on every play. And LeBron James doesn't have to give it up. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to give it up. And he better give it up. Because you can't win with Aaron Rodgers having the ball in his hands for an entire play. Or any NFL quarterback. But I, I understand the analogy. I understand the comparison. Also unpredictable. Also seemingly happy in that, yet again, not happy. Um, like a chameleon. Rogers is a strange bird. He is hysterical. His humor is incredibly dry. His wit. He's a very bright guy. The deal with the family. Obviously there, they made the list. And it seems pretty simple. Once you're on the list, you don't get off the list. You may smooth out the fact that you're on the list and move down the list. But you never get off the list. And I think he's made that abundantly clear. Once you're on it, you're on that shit list till death do us part. Well, that's has to be the fear. 
for the ownership group, for the GM, is they have no idea how serious to take what got leaked out. Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's Al Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report, here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. The thing for our show and for sports media, for fans of the Packers and football, we might owe Aaron Rodgers just a slight apology. Just a slight one. Because when this news got released on last Thursday, the first day of the NFL draft, the conclusion that got jumped to was Aaron Rodgers put out this information, or his people did. He wanted us to know that he's unhappy with Green Bay. He wants the GM gone or he's gone. We need to start making changes. He's had enough. Come to find out, his people didn't put it out. He didn't want it out there, which is fine. Stories get reported on by great reporters, and whether or not the subject wants it out isn't necessarily always up to them. But things got a little sticky with this particular person, one Adam Schefter, of ESPN, who's been involved in his fair share of icky situations. We'll just say that. Eyebrow-raising moments, such as releasing the JPP medical records when he blew his hand up. Not supposed to be doing that. Some of his tweets. The, the line is very gray on whether or not to cross it, and he toes it with the best of them. And in the business that he's in, you have to. If your job is to be the first to report the most important information in sports, you got to be some kind of a psycho, first of all, having three, four cell phones always on. You can never close your eyes for a second because you'll miss the breaking news. And in today's culture, as we've mentioned before, we need it. We need the drama. So he's got to be on his A game always. But what he says to his 8.3 million followers is usually 98% spot on gospel. This is what's happening in sports. He's the source for so many stories. So on Thursday, after we got the Tim Tebow might be the tight end for the Jaguars story out of the way, he tweets out reigning MVP Aaron Rodgers is so disgruntled with the Green Bay Packers that he has told some within the organization that he does not want to return to the team. League and team sources told ESPN on Thursday. More on NFL Live now. So he hopped on ESPN. This was at 319 Eastern time. The tweet went on NFL Live, broke the story. 107,000 likes on this, Al. I'm sure you were interested on what the retweet count and the like count was on this tweet. But it went viral right away, and immediately, this became the story. Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. We're just finding this out now. Okay. You also hear in the story, which should have been the story. This is what happened today. Schefter goes on with Dan Patrick, and Dan asks him, hey, 
Did you get a text? Did you get a call? How did this come to be? And Schefter goes, I didn't get any of those. The story was accumulation of what I've heard this entire offseason. And Dan says, so you decided to drop this the day of the draft? And Schefter basically says, yeah. And I thought it was pertinent. What difference does it make if it's now, if it's later? The story is going to come out eventually. Why not it be now? I think the reason that pushed him to do it was it got reported that the 49ers called Green Bay the Wednesday night, night before the draft, just to inquire about Aaron Rodgers, quickly got shot down. So that was the story. The 49ers just picked up the phone and said, hey, what the hell? We'll give them a call and see if maybe we could get them. We're going to draft Trey Lance at three. We made these trades, but there's no harm in seeing where they're at. Who knows? We'll just take a flyer and see. Well, Schefter took this as, well, now people are going to start looking into Aaron Rodgers. Where is he at with the Packers? Where are the other teams trying to get him? I better put this story out. So he puts it out on Thursday, the day of the draft, which, you know what? Props to you, man. You work for the network, ESPN. The draft is with them. You're going to get more eyeballs on it now. But what is damning and what screws up his credibility is the phrase, league and team sources told ESPN on Thursday. That makes it seem like he got told all of this on Thursday, the day of the draft. So everybody ran with that and said, Aaron Rodgers wants us all to know before the draft even started that he wants out of Green Bay. He's cucking the Packers. He's cucking the draft. What an asshole. Why would he do it today? Why not wait? Why not do it beforehand? That became the narrative, and it hasn't slowed down until today when Schefter admitted yeah, I didn't get any real new information on Thursday. I just decided to drop the story then. What an asshole thing to do. Why lie about it? Why not just say, this has been building for quite some time now. Man, I'm just letting you know about it today because it's the start of the NFL draft. Maybe because we'll see Adam a team Schefter or two wants inquire to be the story. If he can't break a story, make one up. Be the story. Don't report the news. Be the news. Be in the news. Because here's what Shefty said. Okay? Okay? Go on with Greeny. Go on with Greeny. I'd get up. Let's talk to Shefty. To be Greeny. We've got Shefty with his phone. Watching his phone. Looking at his phone. Let's watch Shefty look at his phone. Let's watch Chef. Let's everybody watch me, watch Shefty, watch his phone. That's TV. That's get up. That's Mike Greenberg. It's Adam Schefter. All these kids who work so hard to make it to draft it to be number one picks, they're all, and, and their fathers, they're upset. Joe Horn's upset. He's just sitting there Rogers. Why upset Aaron Rodgers? He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything on draft day to take the, the spotlight away from your kid who flew up the draft chart so high as a, you know, a first-round pick. He didn't do a damn thing. Adam Schefter decides on draft day, 
I'm going to take all this information that I've compiled over the last fill in the blank, couple months, whatever the case may be, compile it and call it a story because it leads me to the conclusion that Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. No source, no deep throw, no current or former teammate, no coach, nobody in the front office, no equipment man, nobody from State Farm, not his new girlfriend, nobody on Jeopardy, no source, no unnamed source. Just a compilation of information leads me to conclude on draft day that he wants out of Green Bay. He's never playing for the Packers again. Well, then he tells Dan, well, didn't you all see this coming after the NFC championship loss? The stuff that he said post game about the future is uneasy. I don't know where I'm going to be, et cetera. Yeah, no shit. We all saw it, man. But we didn't think it was going to culminate the day of the draft. That's the problem. He's just look at, you know, don't you don't want to follow me? You don't want to retweet. You're, here's the deal. He's a tool. He's a fucking tool. It's as simple as that. It's got no guts. It's got no balls. It's got no credibility. I don't care. Ninety-eight percent. If you're going to drop a pile of shit like this on draft day, that offsets 98%. It's pathetic. It's somebody whose ego is so big that if he's got no story to be in the news, he's got to make one up where there is no story. It's pathetic. It's a pathetic human being who's got the guts to call him out on the carpet. Yours truly. Because it's absolutely unprofessional. It takes all the attention away from who should be the stars of the draft day and puts him and his bogus story front and center. Not to mention the fact that it totally puts Aaron Rodgers' character into question with all those players and all those fathers and mothers and all those fans on drafting who now think, what the fuck's Aaron Rodgers doing? On draft day, stealing our thunder. Well, you want to know what? It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. It was Shefty. It was five foot six inch, 160 pound, Adam Schefter, that's who it was, from the Mile High City, from your team, from covering your team, Ugh. from the Mile High City. Well, then he gets to sit during the draft and report on the story and ask all Which the main exist. players involved Which what they exist. think about it. So John Lynch has to answer for the 49ers about their call to Aaron Rodgers. 
the Packers GM has to speak on, well, what are you doing with Rodgers? Are you going to keep him? Is he going? Where are you going to draft this weekend? Now everybody has to answer questions about a story that didn't happen that day and hasn't really come out to happen yet. Sure, it's a story in the back burner. Everybody saw it, yeah. But you made it seem like today was the bombshell, and it's breaking, and Aaron Rodgers is driving in the car to Denver to talk to John Elway at his draft to see about coming to play for the Denver Broncos. You got Schlereth getting on his radio show saying the deal is all but done. done. It's done. What the fuck is happening? It's done. Hook, line, and sinker. You take your reputation for breaking stories and you use it to break one where there is no story. You use your reputation for breaking stories as a tool to put yourself front and center by a compilation of conduct and comments from post-game NFC Championship to a few weeks thereafter on what's transpired to come to a conclusion based upon a series of comments, how should we say, queries, confusion, misinformation, all to put the world on notice that Aaron Rodgers ain't coming back. Even though you have nothing concrete to tell us that's real, that Aaron Rodgers said he isn't coming back, or that Aaron Rodgers said he doesn't think he's going to be brought back, or that Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded, or that Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. And everything else we hear is to the contrary. We haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say he's going anywhere. We haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say he wants to be traded. We haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say he doesn't get traded, he's retiring. We haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say, Aaron Rodgers say, I'm going to host Jeopardy, and that's it. What we've heard is the general manager saying he ain't going nowhere. I expect him to be our quarterback when the season opens, and that we'll repair whatever the issues are. And no, we're not drafting a quarterback in the NFL draft. Cause I have to answer that question. We have Jordan love the reporting. The meantime, was, it was fine to report heard, this. It was we haven't fine. heard anything from Aaron Rodgers. We haven't heard Aaron Rodgers. We've heard people that have talked to Aaron Rodgers. That's the closest we've gotten to it. None of them. None of them. According to Adam Schefter, he's currently talked to. If you're Aaron Rodgers. If you're the Packers, people are, are sitting on their hands waiting for a statement from either of them or both of them. What statement? You don't need to make a statement on anything because nothing happened yet. Something has to happen to get Shefty in the news. It's fine to have reported this. It was interesting information. Some of it we didn't know. Some of it we assumed. But to have it all in one place with... Of course, sources, sources, sources. Fine. Report the story. Sure. You did all the work. You listen to all the people. But you have to be honest 
about the narrative of the story. You can't say that you heard from people on Thursday when you heard from them two months ago. Just be upfront about it. People would have still made it into the story that it became, but they wouldn't have threw Aaron Rodgers under the fucking bus in the process. Where now, whenever he comes out with his statement or we hear from him, he's going to have to say, I never said those things. I didn't want the story to come out on the day of the draft and take away the spotlight from the dudes that are getting drafted in the NFL. I My teammates. press conference. And I would rip Adam Schefter a new asshole. I would specifically, because now he's made my list. Kester's moved to the top. I, I would say to the Packers, oh, by the way, you thought I was dissatisfied you and I was disgruntled. I wasn't happy. I know something. That's a crock of crap. Because a guy made it all up. You guys are fine. We're fine. There's a new guy who made my list. Kester's at the top of my list now. The king of misinformation. The five foot six inch, 160 pound, gotta break a story when there isn't one and make me out to be the bad guy that I wanted to drop this massive NFL bomb on draft day. I didn't tell anybody anything. I didn't say anything to management. I didn't say anything about the GM. I didn't say I wanted to go anywhere. Am I not happy sometimes? Absolutely. Am I unsure sometimes? For sure. Do I hold grudges? You bet. Am I a tough guy to figure out? Absolutely. I like to keep you guessing. But here's one thing for sure. Adam Schaffer, Schaffer, I ain't never talking to you a fucking guy. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Once I do decide whether I'm staying or going, I can guarantee your ass you is going to be the last one to know about the, it. You're going to be the last person to know about it. I'll go on with McAfee. I'll call Adam Shine. I'll go on with Chris Russo. Shit. I I may even go on a new report over for it. It's not going to be I you. Go and give you any information. I'll stop Jeopardy after the first round. Instead of meeting the contestants, I'll break where I'm going. You ain't getting it first, though, bro. Ah. Uh. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Nor could Dan Patrick. You could kind of tell he was processing it while it was happening. He had to be shocked. And you could tell he was, he was really this. So you didn't break any news that day. And Schefter kind of went around and beat it around the bush saying stories are very interesting when people believe what they hear and, and who they're hearing it from and where the sources are. It wasn't answering the question. And eventually he when he up. got around to it, he it made was, up a story. It was shocking to hear it. Like, wow, you just decided to put it out there. All right. I hope Roger sues his ass. I hope he sues him for libel. Holding him up to scorn, ridicule. Okay, put it out there with absolute and complete reckless disregard of the truth. Knowledge of its falsity or reckless disregard of the truth. That's the standard, my friend when it's a person who's a public figure. He had knowledge of his falsity and it was in reckless disregard of the truth. I'd sue his ass. There you go, Aaron. Not only can you come on the show to break the news of where you're going, you could have a lawyer as well. Go after Adam Schefter for you. 
And if you need a, a real estate investment or anything <laughs> dealing with that, we'll help you out. We'll throw it in for free. We do that too. We do that too. So that's where we're at with Aaron Rodgers. There's no use speculating if he's staying, if he's going, what team he might go for. As a Broncos fan, I was incredibly excited on Thursday. All of a sudden, we got Schefter's story. We got Stink putting out on national radio in Denver like that he's complete, coming. Made to look like a complete fool. You got all excited for a couple seconds. Is Aaron Rodgers really coming to the Broncos? Now I've come back down to earth, and after hearing this from Schefter today, we'll just wait and see what happens. How's that? Let's take a quick break to pay the bills. He's El Renato. I'm John Lund. We'll be right back with the new report, old report here on Sports Radio America. We welcome you back. I'm John Lund. He's Al Renato, and this is the new report, old report. Here's what I think is going to happen. This is based upon no sources. This is based upon nothing than the old reports, guts, heart, soul, mindset. Based upon the Green Bay Packers, their personnel, their play, their coach, and what I have watched and listened to and seen over the years from their quarterback. I don't think he's going anywhere. That's my, not opinion, that's my feeling. I don't think he's going to go anywhere if he has anything to say about it. I think he will be in Green Bay. I think he will sign an extension if one is fair enough in his eyes, dollar-wise, as to what he's looking for when it comes time for an extension. I don't think it's about making more money than Patrick Mahomes. As I said before, as we said, he is a rare bird, and he is tough to figure. And I'm not saying I got him figured out, because I don't. I'd be a fool to tell you that I did. I'm just saying, my two cents, I think he's staying. Because I think his best chance of winning is staying. And I think Aaron Rodgers is too smart to not realize that his best chance of winning is staying. You can be nitpicky all you want about not having the offensive players drafted and getting rid of the wide receiver you liked and the GM not being on your side, et cetera. I mean, you went 13 and three last year and got to the NFC championship game. And you're bringing back that that whole team. Get a couple people that come in, run it back. Don't play Patrick Mahomes twice a year, although he probably wouldn't mind doing that. You're in a good spot if you stay with the Packers. I think the best case scenario for him to have left would have been if it happened before or during the draft. Kind of a rash decision. He's... I amped up on adrenaline. Nope, my mind is made up. I'm doing it. You can't convince me otherwise. Denver or another team has the draft picks available to just give them right out on the spot. And off he goes. 
But now that the dust has settled and he'll have time to sit down with the Packers brass and tell them what he wants, I think they're at a point where they're going to bend any knee that's available to make whatever he wants happen. And as more time passes, I think that's bodes incredibly well if you're a Packers fan. I don't think he's going to go anywhere. I would be surprised. I, I mean, I would have been surprised in the first place if he went anywhere. But now that we know the, the true story, and it's not something that he's screaming from the mountaintops like we once thought, I think he stays too. I think he gets whatever he's asking for, and I think he runs it back. So that's where we stand on that. Now, you know, if he still wants to come to the Broncos, I'm not going to say no. Take whatever you need. You want draft picks? Go ahead. You want Jerry Judy? Have that. Tight ends? Go ahead. Take Von Miller? That's okay. Have him. John Elway, you want him too? Go ahead. He'll draft your next quarterback. Go ahead. Take whatever you need. But I don't think he's leaving. Quickly, I have to ask you about our Los Angeles Lakers who are getting wrecked by the Clippers currently. LeBron James's ankle after 17 years has finally given way to injury and he's sitting out these next couple games. Some of the most important games of their season as they fight to stay out of the play-in tournament, which is new this year. Are you fearful that if the Lakers end up in the play-in tournament, that it will be curtains for the Lakers and they won't even get to the, the real playoffs? I, I don't know what we're referring to the, that part of the postseason as, but the playoffs where it's, it's not a couple of games and you're gone, you still do the usual home, away, etc. Is it time to panic or should we relax until everybody comes back at least? Well, I don't think it's relax. Um, panic is a place you never want to be. But I am somewhat, I don't want to say overly concerned, but I am concerned. I'm concerned about a lot of things. I'm concerned about Dennis Schroeder being out for the foreseeable future. Looks like till almost the end of the regular season uh, because of COVID protocol, which will make it very difficult for them to win games. I'm concerned about uh, LeBron's health for the rest of this regular season and the postseason, because I thought he wouldn't come back until he was fully ready. And apparently he did and he wasn't. That's a major concern. The fact that they're simply not meshing as a group, that's a concern. The fact that uh, Bulldog Drummond, they've got a losing record since he came aboard. And he seems to me when I watch them for a man of his size and athleticism and rebounding and shot blocking prowess to play incredibly small. And I mean small on the offensive side of the ball. The only light at the end of the tunnel that is not the oncoming train is that even though he has not played well, I at least have noticed that Anthony Davis seems to be moving well. And 
whether it's on the offensive or the defensive side of the ball, he seemingly is moving freely and without any hesitation and without any reservation. He's not playing that well. He's not shooting that well. But I was more concerned with his movement and how free that would be and how fearless that would be. And right now he seems to be moving relatively normal. That's the only really good thing to me that has happened for the Lakers in the last few weeks. And I don't want to sound like a desperate fan, but I am a huge fan of 55 years of the defending champs that I deem right now in serious trouble. When LeBron went down and Anthony Davis went down, the narrative was they'll be fine. They'll be able to win a couple games. Just wait to get healthy. Just wait to get healthy. Once they're healthy, just wait to get healthy. Well, that's been going on for far too long to just wait to get healthy. We're still asking to wait for them to get healthy. And it's the games that you're supposed to start kind of flipping that postseason switch, which they did were able to do in the bubble. That hasn't happened. And it won't until at least LeBron comes back. And we don't know how he'll be injured because he doesn't get hurt very often. It's not a great feeling. Fingers crossed. And ankles. Al, it's always a pleasure. We'll do it again next week. Folks, for my partner, the great John Tiny Lund, I am Al Renato, a.k.a. Al, for my plans for everybody here. The new report, old report. We will speak to you next week and have a great sports weekend. We'll be back 8 p.m. Eastern time here on Sports Radio America. You can listen at sportsradioamerica.com and interact with the show there as well or find us on the TuneIn app by searching for Sports Radio America. You can also follow John Lund under the same handle on Twitter at London Bridge. Thanks again for listening.